Enduro Method is an online strength and conditioning program built for those who ride by those who ride. We are professional coaches dedicated to building the best and most revolutionary off and on the bike training for dirt bikers around. Enduro Method offers a monthly subscription, which gives you access to our ongoing current training program. By subscribing to Enduro Method, you receive our Iron Track, which is for those who have a gym or gym equipment, and our Gravity Track for those with minimal to no equipment. We design our training for riders who want to keep their general physical preparedness in top form year-round. We also offer more specific training plans that you can purchase anytime. We have built an eight-week hard enduro training plan designed to get you ready to race with structured off and on-the-bike workouts, all in a comprehensive eight-week plan. If you are interested in joining the monthly Enduro Method training subscription, we are offering a special discount for our podcast listeners. Use discount code EMPODCAST23 in all caps for 50% off your first month of training. See the show notes where you can find discount codes and a link for more information and to sign up for Enduro Method. And now, on to the show. And we're live. Joined here today with Kapili, uh, who's putting on Enduro Fest 2023. Uh, maybe before we get into the race, you could give some background, a little history on yourself, and how you got started um, in the role you're in. Um. Well, <clears throat> brief history. First time I did a race, I was 14. Myself and my brother was a 125 class. There's only three of us. Um, my dad got us into riding. Then I, um, as I got older, I kind of got into cutting trails and I <clears throat> got into a, a club called Kamoi Omakaha. And they kind of showed me the ropes and how to cut trails. And they used to put on a lot of the big events here. A lot of the Heron Hounds here from back in the early 80s. Um, and then I kind of always had this inspiration to want to Put on my own event and then 2013 rolled around and <clears throat> i pulled the trigger decided to do my own event myself and my brother and and help my dad and, and my family um we put on our first event <clears throat> which went pretty well and i always had this big idea of trying to bring uh the mainland pros here and i was able to do an event at minimum one every year all the way up until where we're at now and part of the series which is kind of cool yeah that's awesome that's really cool that it is part of the series this year um what's it like just your riding scene over there as far as like off-road do you have kind of specific areas or just trails what's that look um like? we have a really tight um trail base i know like in the mainland they call it single track but here it's it's like really single track you're there's some trails that are tight enough for both sides of your handlebars are hitting trees and whatnot. So we all run bark busters. Most of us don't run flags. So we kind of, we kind of giggle when we see the mainland guys come out here, <clears throat> but it works for them. So, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty tight set of trail networks here. Um, it's really unique. It makes it sometimes kind of hard to cut trails when you're, you're trying to look for new land to go on. You kind of lose, lose your, your, uh, direction which way you're facing and stuff um we also have that famous hawaiian ice that everybody's accustomed to or going to become accustomed to that's a little slippery but we won't give away too much information on it yeah awesome um so every year you've kind of done one um last year was the first i'd kind of heard of it 
um, with like the hard enduro. Mm -hmm. um, how did that go last year with turnout and everything like that? Oh, <clears throat> uh, it's pretty funny. I never did realize how big of an event that one was going to be. Um, I mean, even when it was all said and done, it, I, it took me a minute to step back and like, well, that was kind of a, a big deal. We, you know, we had Cody Webb out here. We had Rich Larson out here. Um, that was a big thanks to Matt Musgrove, you know, just kind of going on a whim and giving us the chance to be able to try put something on fun like that to see if it, it would be worth it for the series. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good one that kicked off. I think in total we had, um, just over 400 riders participants <clears throat> which is wow. a pretty big turnout. yeah it's a pretty big turnout for such a small island for such a small state yeah how many came over um and how many were kind of from local areas i think um just off the top of my head i think we had about 30 outer island guys so um some had to ship their bikes from three islands over some just one island over um and it was really neat to see like the camaraderie of those guys so willing to, to just put work on hold and figure out logistics for themselves and, and rental cars and all of that. <clears throat> so it was, it was cool. It's a nice thing to see. What about with that in mind going to this year, I know there's um, ability at least from the States to be able to ship your bike over and stuff. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah. So we're fortunate enough to have uh Pasha uh, being one of the main sponsors in this and giving us um, a good opportunity to be able to have the bike shipped over. And there's a lot going on with that too. Um, even on the, the mainland side, trying to get the bikes here, um, guys needing to truck their bikes across the country, you know, and, and get it in a container. But I think it, I think it's sailing. It might've sailed just this past weekend. Um, I could be wrong though. But it should it should be arriving here shortly. So that that's a new dynamic to all of this. A little interesting. I, I was able to have a lot of help from uh, Matt Gard with that. He he kind of took the reins for me, and was able to to just you know I, I'll take care of it. You go take care of the the course. Yeah. Are there bike rental places available over there? Um, there are people that do rent their bikes out. There's no company that does rent bikes out um, as a business yet. There are guys that are trying to start it. Okay. And then for those traveling in, um, what's that kind of look like from logistical standpoint coming into the airport, how far from airport to race area and all that? Um, mileage wise, it's not very far, but the, we have basically one road that'll get you from the airport around to the, the track. So it'll take a little over an hour, which I know it's not too bad for most people. And, you know, at least the mainland folks. And it's always nice to drive past the, the beach while you're trying to get to a racetrack and look at the bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the drive's not too bad. Um, I would recommend if anybody wants to stay um, out here when they do come, try to get to Turtle Bay or Country Yard Marriott. Those are pretty close. They're only about 10 minutes away from the track. Anything else, you don't really want to deal with the traffic in the, in the early mornings. It, it can take a while. And then on at the race, is there available for like camping or anything like that? Um, 
I will have to look back into camping. There's camping for people who are um, active helpers or active workers. Um, we do lease the land from the state. That's why. So the permission boundaries and that's a little different. Um, so it's it's not a no, but it's only available to certain people. Okay. Um, what did your race format look like last year and have you made changes on that going into this year? Last year, we just did a, a three hour and it was only one day. And we had a couple offshoots for the weekend warrior riders compared to the little more hardcore guys. Um, this year, we're still kind of working on small format changes. Um, it's going to be a two day event if you do qualify into Sunday. Um, and we'll be running uh, a moto in the morning or a race in the morning. Uh, it'll be a as of right now, it's going to be three hours or three laps, whichever comes first for you. And um, we'll eliminate some people. They'll move on to the next race in the afternoon, which will be a one lapper. And then from there, it'll eliminate a few more guys. And we'll only have anywhere from the top 75 to top 100. But we're still trying to work on a few of those um, kinks to see what will work best for our trail network since we're so tight. Right. And then mileage-wise, what's the that kind of look like from race one, race two, and race three? And if are those kind of sharing parts of the same course, and then you're just kind of having offshoots for each uh, progressive race as the races get more difficult? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think we're looking right around 12 miles, give or take. <clears throat> um, it doesn't get too much further than that in mileage. I'll just have offshoots here and there to to tougher things or to brand new sections that we're cutting. Um, Sunday will be the longest in distance and it will be the most difficult. And I think they'll have a lot of fun on that course. Nice, going to that uh, Hawaiian ice. What are some of your recommended bike setups? Um, if you have any tips for folks. Oh man, hard pack tires all the way, 19 inch <laughs> rims. <laughs> um, no, we got, <clears throat> I'd say you could probably run like a 1351 for your gear setting would probably work. Um, nice gummy tires. Got some, I got a, a JX8 on my bike right now and seems to be hooking up just fine everywhere I gotta go. What about, I mean, just from a terrain, I mean, I've seen some videos and some of the stuff on YouTube, but what are some of the, I mean, it's, everything looks wet and slippery, <laughs> but tight trees, um, rocks look fairly sharp angled, not a lot of like rolly rock. Mm -hmm. you know, what are some we do, characteristics? Yeah, we do have, actually, we do have round shaped rocks, but everything's covered in moss. Um, last year, we were fortunate enough that it, it kind of stayed dry for most of the time coming up to the event. And then it rained the night before. So that, that moss had that nice little film just over all the rocks and made it extra slippery, but it was real good on the, you know, the upper sections anywhere with like an off camber that the soil was pretty nice on those areas, <laughs> but anything hard pack, anything down at the bottom of the Valley, it's like, you're trying to ride on ice. It, it It's, it's pretty, pretty slippery. You can't walk on it. <laughs> um what about like from an elevation change standpoint what what do you start out where do you top out and come back down to you know i've never actually looked in the elevation change I, I don't say it's 
it's not very much like if you were to compare it to like Idaho and, and places like that, <clears throat> we're not going in thousands of feet. We're just in a few hundred feet as far as elevation changes go. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, I wish we were able to get over there this year, but maybe next year, next year. Yeah. It'd be a destination race for sure. Um, how many people are you expecting to sign up this year? Oh, I, I don't know if I want 400 people this year. <laughs> That's quite a bit of quite a bit of racers. Um, anything around the 300 range would be would be kind of nice. It's easier to manage. Um, but if they're not racing, it'd be great to see them come out there and, and spectate a little bit because I'll have areas which is actually very unique to Hawaii. Typically, Hawaii you don't have spectator areas, um, so I'll have uh, different color markings going down the trails that you can follow and it'll get you to areas where you can watch from get a lot of good action on hill climbs and things like that yeah that was one question i had about the how spectator friendly it is are all those mm -hmm. are most of the spots just hikeable yeah um the, the one area that a lot of people gravitated to last year it, it's no more than a mile away um it's a bit of hiking you're, you're, you're mostly going down going there so save your energy for coming back yeah, <laughs> we, we can get a side by side um, fairly close to them if, if there's a spectator that needs water or something like that. Not saying don't pack your own water, please pack everything. You, you'll be out there all day. But <clears throat> if something were to happen, we'll have we'll be able to get somebody. Yeah. Um, and this year, there's no no pro splits or anything like that. So just every lap or every race, they increase. Uh, the difficulty just increases, but everybody's running the same loop. Correct. As it sits right now, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we may make changes. Uh, we still have a little bit of time to do that. Um, as far as it's the changes would be more, <coughs> excuse me, the changes <coughs> would be more for uh, bottlenecks and things like that, just so that the, the top guys will be able to continue to move forward racing and not be, not get stuck behind, um, someone that's that's more in the tail end right and it does i mean it does sound like um just because of the nature of the terrain and stuff it's fairly tight in a sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of the trails the trails we're using for this event we're trying to find the ones that are a little more wide than the usual ones we're on but it it makes it a little challenging because the, the trails that are wider are a little are a little easier and it's just a tough balance and it's nothing that we can't do it's just a it's a tough little balance between making it open enough for good racing and, and lappers and tight enough where there's still challenges for, for the faster guys <clears throat> yeah um getting people out who have never raced before what are some of the things that um you know, they could really look forward to or part of the experience? Um, Like the mainland guys coming out? Yeah. Or, Anybody who's interested, maybe they're on the fence, but they're like, ah, it's a little scary. Yeah, man, it's Hawaii. You I mean, you come here, ride dirt bikes, you, you'll be able to see the ocean. You'll be in the mountains and see the ocean at the same time. Like the Pacific Ocean, where, where, where can you race and see that? Um, But as far as like the local people go, it, if you're trying to excel and get better in riding, like the only place where you actually learn the most is, is in races. 
that's you'll always see that you'll do a race the next week you go out and ride and for some reason you're just a better rider even if you get tortured yeah no i've always same like you just kind of level up yeah you know it has to do i think with seeing seeing people who are at your level watching people who are better than you maybe beating a couple people building some confidence but whatever it is you know you're pushing that limit for yourself and the next time you go back and ride the trails that you usually ride they just seem a little easier yeah yeah it's probably because it rained the weekend of the race and the next week it's dry (laughs) (laughs) it's always the case um so you got let's see two races on saturday one race sunday and then um from there bikes that have been shipped over they're kind of immediately back in the container and trying to get back in time for round three at grinding stone yeah 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 they're going to page right after that um yeah i think they'll be loading the container monday or tuesday nearly i get the bikes washed up and, and things like that and we're crossing our fingers that they can get over to page in time which yeah we're fairly confident yeah what's your um as far, like motor motorsport friendly just in the area is it a pretty big like uh do a lot of people enjoy coming out to watch oh yeah um last year i would say it was our biggest turnout for spectators of any event i think that might have been the biggest turnout for even participants but it seems like now with social media and things like that there, there are a lot more people coming out to watch um and support whoever it is that they're supporting you know friends family and things like that so it it's starting to to really evolve a lot and in the past the pit area we'd have enough room to park spectators and racers now what I'm having to do this year is I'm blocking off one area just for racers and the spectators got to walk, which is, that's really new. That, that hasn't ever happened before. So I think a lot of, um, at least the local guys might complain about having to walk so far, but Hey man, we're evolving. You gotta, you gotta evolve with it. Yeah. Um, for pit, is there going to be a pit area for gas cans and anything like that? Are you going to need to refuel, um, with the 12 mile lap? I mean, obviously it's hard to put a, mileage on hard enduro but um you'll be able to have some tools and food and whatnot there yeah so i'll have a nice area it's gonna be right under the trees um uh and i'll have all the fuel cans there and whatnot um mechanics or or team members will be able to kind of hand wrenches off to you if you need something or drink some mustard (laughs) (laughs) what's your what's your weather looking like for race weekend it's hard to say yeah what's it look like right now oh well right now it is sunny (laughs) but we're the most remote island chain in the world so it's always so hard to predict what's going to happen and especially being up against the mountains like we are just the smallest bit of moisture will hit that mountain and it'll just start raining right there but then you could go five minutes down the road and it's perfectly sunny and you're getting sunburned um the, the forecast for this week is actually looking like thunder showers from uh, starting tomorrow all the way through to Sunday. So that's 90% chance of rain. So I get to go cut some more trails in the rain for a fourth week in a row. Nice. <laughs> and that always just improves traction, I'm sure. Oh, man. <laughs> um, 
what was that? Oh, on your on your start for race one, are you just going going in order of class and then um like a you know 20, 30 man line start or how do you run that? Yeah, as it sits right now, we'll be um going in their respective classes, starting from pros and working our way down that bracket. <clears throat> and then from there, it's just uh from placement of finish onto the next one lining up in similar fashion, but in order to finish from the last race. Yeah. yeah. So we'll offset the times and then your next starting position will be based off of uh, the amount of time it took you to complete your laps. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you can think of uh, race wise, spectator wise? Uh, no, bring a surf shorts and, and Aloha shirt yeah. <laughs> and shakas. You need shakas, okay? Everybody got to do these. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the wraparound. You can see yep. it there. It, it sums up with the pinky. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about in particular bike parts that have, uh, you have a tradition of breaking certain things when you're out there? Uh, standard levers brake shifters you know brake pedal shifters yeah, you might smash a clutch cover yeah <laughs> uh, but for for the i would say for the guys coming from the mainland um you don't need to be like heavily equipped on guards if you don't want to but i would say cover your brake rotors you might want to cover your pipe um it's just a little it's a little tighter here and, and the, the rocks are slipperier, you'll kind of probably slide into it. That'll be my only real tip. It's up to you guys if you want to run flags. We all run bark busters, but the, the flags, it's, it's scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll intentionally cut it narrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the pro um, attendance look like this year compared to last year? I know you like Cody, Rich, um, Jared, Lamb was out there. Um, trying to think who else, but who's coming out this year? Um, I think Tristan's coming out. Colton Haker's coming out. We got some of our local boys who are, are um, signing up for pros. We have a uh, Cavello Huddy, Ryder Guest. We have some of the Satterfield brothers signing up for pros. Satterfields have always um, had a really good showing each time they've gone to TKO. I think they most of the times they've made it to the final day, the top 20. Um, even like Covello Huddy, he just raced um, in round one and he got top 16. He finished just ahead of Jared Lamb, which is, oh, wow. yeah, which is very impressive. He's a young boy. He, he's about, I think he's like 19 or 20. So wow. yeah, he, he, he did a, a good job for us Hawaiians out there. Uh, I believe we also have, um, we have one of the big Island boys, um, Josh Lau will be racing pro, I believe. Um, we have Eric Olson. I think he's going to be racing pros. So he, he was up in Idaho last uh, two years ago. He did pretty good up there. Um, Keone Akina, uh, his brother, Kalai Akina. There, there's a lot of good guys out that good names to be listening for, at least the Hawaii boys. Nice. Are there any of them going to be able to come over and do some more of the series? Yeah, I believe a few of them are. Cavello, I think, is uh, – He's trying to do the whole series, I believe. Um, I think Jared's trying to catch a few of the a few of the rounds here and there. 
Um, oh, we also have uh, Ryan Govea. I should have mentioned him. Um, I believe he's doing some of the rounds as well. Um, and a few other guys. We got some amateurs. We have a, a Kana, Kana boy, we call him, uh, 17 years old. He, he'll be racing the A class. And then he's going to try to get up there to Page right after this. So he's trying to see if he can get his bike up there or if he can even know somebody with a, a bike he could borrow. And he's running on a shoestring budget, but he wouldn't mind trying to get a few rounds in as well. And I'm pretty sure he was going to do TKO also. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be quite the transition for those that are out there racing the Hawaiian ice and then going to Page with his like sandpaper grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna loop their bikes because there's so much traction. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, yeah, I think um, if there's anything else you can think of just for people, if they got questions, reach out to you or any <laughs> you want to put out there. Um, yeah, people can, <clears throat> they can uh, reach out to me um, and we'll have all the links to the Instagram pages that, that I um, am a part of and things like that, that they can get a hold of me or they also can try and contact the HMA, uh, HMA, uh, no, Ride HMA Instagram page as well and channel some of their, their questions through there to me. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing all the the coverage and hearing about how it goes and um yeah appreciate the work you put in and everything you're doing for the sport and everything else yeah no thank you it's it's weird i always tell everybody uh, i don't know why i'm the guy doing it <laughs> it, it, it didn't just fall in my lap i kind of asked for it but it it feels weird being yeah, even to be called the race director it's, it's such an odd thing to me i i kind of like to try to be more mellow about it I'm just somebody that's just trying to give an event, give something fun for everybody to do. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, being on the other side of it and just being a participant, I, you know, really appreciate all the work you guys put in and it's great because it gives us an outlet and something to do and just having a series to chase is, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I really got to give it up to the guys that are, are helping me behind the scenes they're they're the real ones out there they're doing a lot they're taking away from work and stuff to go out there and cut trails um they do more of the physical leg work than i am so it a lot of this wouldn't happen without a lot of those people behind me that even the paperwork wise it, it's it's pretty cool to see who's stepping up to to try and make this happen it's not just me yeah um well leading into that a little have you built is this um similar to last year then as well like and you're just building building off what you have already kind of used um as far as the trail networks go or yeah, or, yeah there, there's some things that I, i'm sticking back in from last year that i'll be doing again this year i'll just be coming from a different direction or um from a different area of the mountain and things like that um there's a few brand new trails that i'm cutting traditionally Hawaii likes to cut about 80 to 90 percent brand new trail for any event but this event's a little different so it's, it's harder to do that <clears throat> but yeah I'm trying to build off what what we had going last year I like to say last year was kind of like my resume into for Hawaii to have a uh, be part of the series or just something bigger than what we normally have and then 
this year so my resume went well so this year kind of seems like it's like my interview to see if we can continue to let the ball roll on this so um, there's been some talks about possibly trying to do like a triple crown out here and maybe we'll have some of the pro guys come down in a triple crown format um and then we'll do like one big race that's part of the series and then you can crown a triple crown winner and you can crown like a series winner um there, there's a lot there's a lot of things that that we've been brainstorming um incorporating not just oahu not just this island that's never what it was about to me but bringing Kauai, our neighboring island i also try to think about bringing in like the big island or if <clears throat> maui was able to to get something going to see if we could do something like that like it because it's hawaii this is never about just the one island and i, I would love to see if we could get this traveling circus moving around a little more it, it would be awesome yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, again, appreciate all your hard work. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on and wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Getting it together, cool. getting it off. Yeah, no, thank you. It was a pretty, pretty cool experience. Awesome. <laughs>